I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the best of Cavino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every day from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Cavino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. I'm watching the game. The Saints tie it up at 24. I'm like, ooh, this could be a game. Jacksonville goes down the field, scores, and then I feel so bad. For Foster Moreau, this guy is a cancer survivor. He's a guy that's likable. You see him hanging his head on the sideline, misses a wide-open touchdown on third and goal. I, I get it. One play doesn't make the game, but sometimes one play makes the game. No, you got to take the whole, hey, he's a cancer survivor that's amazing, right? You got to separate these stories because yeah. the facts are the facts. But I, I you when know, the sometimes ball hits your hands like that in the end zone, I mean, it's the golden rule of football. If it hits the hands like yeah. that, you got to make nope. that play. I'm just saying, a lot of times it's like, couldn't happen to a better guy because you don't like the guy. This is a guy that's, you know, made it to the NFL, had to take a timeout to, I don't know, beat cancer. I know, it's then amazing. Then he comes back, he's got a great story, apparently. But you got to make that catch. A great man, but you got to make that catch. <laughs> you got to make but, the catch. But there is a but. But there's a, there's a caveat, because right. Danny G and I made the same observation. There's something about Derek Carr. He does not have any touch, no soft touch on his passes whatsoever. It's like a middle infielder that doesn't have soft hands turning a double play. It's sort of like... You know, some outfielders, you feel like they're chasing down a fly ball. And then there's other guys, like I, I think of Carlos Beltran, where he would glide to the ball. A smooth sort there, of there's something about playing, about him. There's something about playing smooth and loose. And, and I know the word you're looking for. You want to know the word? Yeah, what is it? He doesn't have the finesse. There's nothing finesse about 
the passes that come out of the hand of Derek Carr. Listen, I'm not uh, saying he's well, off in the, the mark. red zone, especially. That's yeah. why he's always struggled in the red zone. I think. Yes, yeah, it's, the, it's because, the touch, the finesse. Right, you need that touch uh, in the red zone, especially, and he'll throw everything pretty much on a line. And if you think back to last night's game, remember when he was a second late throwing that line drive into the end zone? And his receiver was like, dude, and it bounced off of him. There's something to be said. I even remember when he was on the Raiders many a times, it'd be like a screen pass to Josh Jacobs, and it would be like thrown a little too hard or like a foot behind him, just something that's – He's missing, as you said, the finesse, the touch. And I don't know if you could teach that. I don't know. That's, that's the magic of uh, uh, you're wearing a 49ers shirt, as we speak, of uh, Joe Montana. Like, that guy was all finesse. Of Patrick Mahomes, of who Mahomes. somehow somehow just – You're spoon-feeding yeah. your receivers. You're making it easy. Danny G, you said something about, like, just the the arc of the of the toss, the teardrop of the yeah. You know, if of that the ball toss. had just been a little bit of a teardrop, it would have made it easier for Moreau. For real. Now you you were right a few minutes ago, Covino, when you said, "Hey, hit your hands. You got to catch it." So I think Moreau still should have caught it, but, but the fact that yeah. it hit his hand so hard and it was on a on a rope that that's a problem when you got a guy wide open. Right. Like Carr could have made it easier for uh, the guy. And no I, question. And I think uh, really good luck for Alvin Kamara to hang with his teammate, put his arm around them, walk back into the locker room with him. Class act. I know Alvin Kamara had some issues earlier in the season off the field, but that was a that was a class move last night. And I know it doesn't come down to one play, right? It's sort of like when your team loses on like a bad play in the ninth inning, it's like, well, there's nine innings. But sometimes one play does stand out because you can't argue it, right? I mean, go back to the Super Bowl, Seahawks-Patriots. Yeah, it was a 60-minute four-quarter game. But when you don't run the ball with Marshawn Lynch at the one-yard line, how do you not say it's that play? It's that play. Third and goal, touches the tight end's hands. Catches it, extra point, you're going to OT. It's hard to it's hard to not blame him, even though you can't blame him. Can you teach finesse, though? I think you can. I don't know. That's another question. Either way, I'll, I'll uh, give you too late in the game. A great example. <laughs> now a great example. Are you... Are you a good dancer? Well, I was going to say that. That's why boxers like Lomachenko, you'll hear that, oh, he has great feet, great footwork, because he took ballet class his whole life to achieve that finesse in the ring. So can you learn that? I don't know. But for some people, and I hate to stereotype, but you see some of these Hispanic, these Dominican middle infielders, it's almost like they're born with it because they're so smooth. They're, they play with such finesse, it almost makes them look lazy sometimes, but they're just so smooth. Josh Allen worked on it in the offseason, a couple offseasons, and he's the quarterback we know now. When he first came into the NFL, everything was a cannon on a line drive, and he didn't have that touch, in the, and his accuracy was off. And people are like, well, you can't fix accuracy. He did. Fix accuracy, yeah, accuracy and maybe I think yeah. you can work uh, on your finesse. You could work on your finesse, but Danny, let's just say – they were doing Dancing with the Stars, Super Producer Edition. You think you got two left feet, or you think they could teach you to dance with the stars? Cool. They would need overtime for the, that kind of dancing. Because I, I do wonder, like, can you take anyone <laughs> and be like, no, no, anyone's capable. I have this weird sort of thing that I don't want to manifest, but this sort of phone call, imaginary phone call that I think we might get one day. Like, hey, Kavino and Rich, you're like D-level celebrities, right? At one point, I'm not even saying now, I'm saying in the future. In the future, yeah. In the future, we made it. We're like D-level, like, credible. And they're like, 
You guys want to be on Dancing with the Stars? This is where I say, you know what, Rich? Take it away. Because I don't think there's any <laughs> You don't think teaching. there's any hope? No, I don't think there's any hope for me whatsoever. So I sit there and I root you on when you finally win and you compete like Bobby Bones. Who yeah. who was? Yeah, I feel like I feel like in the moment while you're being trained, you could get it. But then once you're out there for the number in front of the judges and the, <laughs> and the crowd and the TV... You would everything would like kind of go out of your mind, and you'd have to just freestyle dance. But again, Rich, I'm not a professional athlete, right? So you got to keep that in mind. Car, huh. this is something they work at. This is something they're trying to improve on, and he should be on a constant quest of improving his game. I think no matter what it is you do, you know, I, I'm impressed by certain barbers I go to because they keep up on the, the new trends. trends, and they're always upping their game. Whatever it is you do, you still got to be willing to make those adjustments and learn new things so that's that's on that's on car at this point we did a segment once danny when we were at espn who is the dance with the stars teacher oh, i know you i'm shauna burgess one, one of those like the one of the coaches or contestants yeah. we did it like a, she married um brian austin green okay we did a, a, a bit with her and I'll be honest, I struggle. Through Shana, it. Sharna Burgess. Yeah, we we Kavino and I yeah, both Australian. Str- Dude, yeah, she's we both struggled through her trying to jokingly teach us a few moves. Yo, it was in. If you go to our social media page and scroll back uh, years, scroll <laughs> back when we were on ESPN, you'll see it. It is embarrassing. Embarrassing. Is, some how- people can't be taught touch or feel, and I wonder: Is Derek Carr a great quarterback? You know, in the big picture, he's in the NFL for God's sake. Yeah, but and and there's a certain level of footwork that. Is involved in that, so yeah. I, I think he is coachable. I don't want to uh, compare it to six-year-old girls, but I coach my daughter's t-ball team, and I do see that there's some kids that mechanics and stuff like that comes easy, and others it's like they are lost, and it's not their fault. They're little kids. Like some kids are like, "Yo, here, swing the bat." Some of them, without coaching, just have like a fluidity to their swing, and others are like, "Yo, <laughs> you're gonna need some work. You, this is not for you." How did we get here, Fox Sports Radio Nation? Well. Jaguars won 31-24 last night. And Saints had a shot. While a touchdown was dropped in the end zone, we did notice that throughout the game and throughout the years, whether it's the Raiders and now the Saints, Derek Carr seems like a good man, likable guy, right? But there's something to be said about him lacking a little bit of touch. That, that you know, you're right. That the perfect that was the perfect route to demonstrate what Danny's talking about. Tight end on a goal line stand, sneaks through. Drop it in. You know, to the back corner, that that was the as you said, uh, the touch. That yeah. doesn't need to be a bullet. Drop it in. That you don't needs need to, to be dropped in. You don't need to throw it. Like, drop it in there. And some Make people it easy for the guy. Yeah. Well, sorry. Some people don't have rhythm in the bedroom. Some people don't have rhythm on the dance floor. Some why, people. Why'd don't. you look at me when you said that? I've heard things. Why'd you look at me? I've heard that uh, you know you disappoint sometimes. Don't look at me. <laughs> I've heard that. Look at Ramos. Don't <laughs> <laughs> look at me. <laughs> <laughs> now a little more about me again steve cavino from union new jersey rich davis from franklin square long island we met doing radio in new york and we'll be working together for 20 years next year you believe that unbelievable wild time flies and look how young we still look how great is that <laughs> Thank god or else your mom would hate you i know but i started my career in the late 1900s the late 90s as an intern, I worked my way up. K-Rock, New York. That was home of Howard Stern, right? 
And for me, at the time, it's what I was all about. It was all about the Yankees, all about sports, all about rock. Howard's so, office was by your desk, Yeah, right? yeah, right there. You'd be like, hey now, right? And as a, as a young man, I'm like, man, this is like playing for the Yankees of radio because this is what I was all into. And I'll never forget, certain people were really cool. Certain people, you know, didn't pay you any mind. One of those guys that was really cool was Jackie the Joke Man Martling, and he was Howard Stern's head writer for years. Now, if you remember the story, or you remember the reputation or the stigma that he earned or was given was that he was greedy and he was money hungry, right? And that was it. That was his reputation. He had a good thing going. He was the writer, and all of a sudden he wanted a raise, and people were like, what are you Crazy rocking the boat like that. That's what you get when you're greedy because he no longer was on the show and they went through a whole cast of Craig Gasses and other people and eventually Artie. I, I did enjoy the Artie years. Though. Yeah, the Artie yeah. years. Look, shows evolve, things change. But in our minds as fans, we were all like, oh, man, Jackie blew it because he was greedy. Now, I thought it was very cool because today our buddy Matt sent us a link and he's like, yo, did you see? Burt Kreischer had Jackie Martling on the show. And our pal comedian Burt Kreischer had Jackie, who's 75 now on the Burt cast. Wow. And it's kind of cool because Burt was giving, as everybody says now, Jackie his flowers, his props. Like, yo, man, you and your joke telling, that meant the world to us as kids because we grew up in a time where telling jokes was or having a nice dirty joke in your back pocket, that was like part of the fun. That's a, that's a lost art. I mean, did we all have an uncle or a neighbor or one of your dad's buddies that would always have like a dirty joke on standby? Like, hey, kid, you want to hear a joke? There's, I don't think jokes exist anymore. I think it's like, look at this meme. So it was nice to Memes see- Memes replace the joke. It, absolutely. It was nice to see Bert giving the props to Jackie Martling for what he did in the 80s, 90s as part of the Stern Show and just- stand-up comedy, telling jokes all the time. Jackie was always really nice to me. It was fun for me to watch. He was a, a gracious guy, always giving me stupid jokes and stupid swag that he was peddling yeah. in the hallways. Hey, man, thanks, Jackie. So it was nice to see him get his props. But what I learned from this podcast, the Birdcast, was that Jackie was simply fighting for peanuts. He was fighting for peanuts. He was making a good living, right? But when you compare what he was making to what Howard was making, what everybody else was making. He was just fighting for, at the time, like $40,000. So yeah. he was making, he said this on the on the Burtcast. at one point he was making $300,000. That's a lot of money, especially back then, right? But every year they're gaining more affiliates, more affiliates, the, the show's getting more popular, yeah, and, more sponsors. And, and at the Howard's time, making millions of At the of time, dollars. Howard's making tens of millions, right. the company, everyone involved, there's hundreds, there's like probably mil- tens of millions of dollars being made. Jackie's the funny, he knows the affiliates they're, they're getting, so he says, hey man, I want 400,000. Howard then gives him 60,000 out of his own pocket, according to Jackie. So now he's making about 360. Eventually, he's fighting for forty thousand more. He wants uh, he wants four hundred thousand dollars. That was his number. He's like, "That's it, man. Just to keep me part of this because we're a team. I'm happy with this." So, what did they do? They're like, "All right, later, <laughs> right?" And we had this idea that man, Jackie was just so greedy and he blew it. Fast forward, times change, and we look at things differently. We're like, "Yeah, man, get yours." If you're an athlete, if you're a celebrity, we're like, yeah, screw the screw the man, stick it to the man. Yeah, we see a lot of movies, a lot of movie stars 
they they decide, oh, you know what? I don't want money up front. I want to take a back-end cut of this movie. Like, Robert Downey Jr., didn't that guy make hundreds of millions of dollars off of, like, the Iron Mans? Yes, absolutely. And then you see a guy, and this is where it leads to current day, you see a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who, from what I understand, he did ask for part ownership of the Jets in the original negotiation. It did not go through, but now you're seeing Caleb Williams saying, whatever team drafts me, I want to ask for like a, a certain percentage of the organization. So again, we went from, hey man, don't now be you're greedy. Get, don't be greedy to, yo, get whatever you can. Let's stick up for these players trying to get whatever they can because... Again, they're playing for billionaires. But now we're seeing What was the changing di- what was the changing dynamic? Uh, let me ask you, Danny, Ramos, Dan Byer, what was the dynamic shift? Was it the fan finally saying, "Well, why am I wh- why am I taking the side of the billion dollar owner if the if the, if so if billions are being made, I want my favorite players being paid?" I think so. I always thought it was weird when talk show hosts or fans would be rooting for the owners. Yeah, it's like, "Well, you're rooting for Jerry Jones or you're rooting for CeeDee yeah. Lamb?" Like, who are you rooting for? Right? And then you got to factor in like guys like Tom Brady into this conversation who said, you know what, I'll take less so that everybody gets more. You know, we went through phases of what we thought was cool and appropriate. Now we're getting to a point where, all right, we get it. People got to fight for whatever they can. But are you now being too greedy again? Ownership as part of the deal. When Danny G, you'll be the first to say he's not that good. (laughs) He's good. Or do we say Williams is a game changer? So how do we look at this? Ready? Based on everything we just discussed, do we say Caleb Williams? Good for you, my man. Go get yours. Get yours and get whatever you can. Or do we now say again, hey, hold up, hold up. You're be- Now you're being hold a little up. greedy. Yeah. It's now teetering to the other side of things where you want to be a partial owner of the team. How is that going to work? So you're going to be in the locker room with the guys, and then you're also going to be at the boardroom meetings? Yeah. It, it is interesting because we went from just be quiet and be happy to, yeah, go get yours. Fight for whatever you want. There's nothing wrong with asking for a raise. Asking for a raise or expecting a little more or just fair pay. There's nothing greedy about that. To now like, wait, that sounds kind of sounds kind of wild, doesn't it? Who are you, who are you rooting for? Josh Jacobs or uh, Captain Kangaroo? You want, Mark, you want the player? Oh, you mean, uh, Mark I'm Davis. sorry, Mark Davis. Mark Davis. You, I mean, I'm sure he's a swell owner, but I, I hate to say it, but it, now it sounds a little too greedy again. Well, or are we not ahead of the, the thinking? Your you know? uh, your thoughts at eight seven seven nine nine on Fox. We'll go to Dan for an update. But Danny G, I know in front of you got some of the details. What did Caleb want exactly? It was like he said, "I want." Is it just simply, "I want a yeah, percentage"? The report was that Caleb Williams wants partial ownership from the NFL team that will select him in the twenty twenty four draft. Are we if crazy he, or does that just sound wild? I don't know, Dan Byer. What yeah. says you? If yeah, he goes man. into the draft, it right. does. It does sound wild, and it okay, also sounds that it's not possible. Yeah, it's not allowed. I don't so think then, it is. Right? Yeah. So then you wonder what is the win for Caleb Williams in saying that he would want it because it's not even allowed by NFL rules for you to have that sort of thing. Yeah, didn't, we yeah, go, but, didn't we go over that when Tom Brady, the minute he took some type yeah. of stake in the Raiders, there was like a, a possible conflict if he ever came back. Yeah, sure. Re- remember the thinking and the mindset of the millennials and Gen Zers. They, they are pushing back at the man saying, well, why not? And then our answer is because it's against the rules. And, they, and they're, <laughs> yeah. like, what they're rules? like, well, who cares about your rules? Change them. You know, Aaron Rodgers has a minority share of the Milwaukee Bucks. 
uh, when, that's right. that he had when he was with the Packers. So if that's what Caleb Williams wanted, maybe in the town that he has drafted, there's another professional team, and you could end up working out a deal there. But yeah, it's not allowed in the NFL, it's and really I just wonder what the win is. Yeah, yeah, I know. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wrapping it up with you, 877-99 on Fox. All right, let's say what's up to Nick in Virginia. What's up, Nick? Hey, how you guys doing? We're good, man. What's up? Uh, well, I think greedy, 100% greedy. Um, 
And, you know, I think I might have made some points you guys already said, but, you know, how's it going to affect the locker room? You know, is he going to be like the other guy's boss? Do they have to listen to him, the other players? Yeah, there's a, there's a layer um, there. But you know what? It's I get it. Because think about what you do for a job. If you There's very few times people are in a position, right? you got to think of it this way. Very few times people are in a position where they got the power. That sort of leverage. And when you have the power, you ask for the world. And Caleb Williams is in a position where Who's he people he is? want he man? What are you, I have the power! What are you, from Eternia? What are you, uh, Prince Adam? Or should we still be saying, hey, well, people fought hard to get to the point where, hey, get what you deserve. It's an interesting thing. Are we looking at it the wrong way? Like, yeah, hey, get yours, Caleb. I don't know. I don't know. But does he deserve anything in the NFL before even playing one game in the NFL? I mean, that's how I feel. But again, everybody felt that Jackie the Joke Man was greedy. He wasn't. He wasn't. Is this Caleb Williams fighting for just his own? I, I could see Patrick Mahomes asking for this kind of deal. I could I could hear him asking. For this <laughs> yes. uh, how would it sound? Uh, you know, I just feel like uh, I'm saying three Super Bowls. You know, he wins another one. Yeah, oh, uh, I think I uh, deserve uh, partial ownership. I'm actually the chief. <laughs> uh, I want to be the logo moving forward. Um, you know, you get to call the shots. I get it. You got to get there first. I I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I want to talk to D real quick. Yo, D in Tallahassee, wrap this, and then we'll go over some parlays. What up, D? I'm all about the players. Think about it like this. I've heard stories of guys who blew their rookie deal and were literally living in a stadium. Yep. Think about it like this. Before the NIL, before 10 years ago, somebody said, oh, well, this kid in college is getting money for his name, image, and likeness. We We thought it was like a pipe dream. Yeah. So this might be the new thing. Yeah. Yeah. Someone has to pioneer it. Yeah, that's that's what we're speculating here. Yeah. Like, it's still so fresh to our ears that it sounds greedy, but maybe we're just not there yet with our yeah. thinking. It's, it's a cool evolution that we discussed, but, man, it does feel – I agree with Danny, though. My, my initial instinct and feeling here is prove yourself first, bro. Come on. Come on, bro. But I, but I get what you're saying, D. Thank you very I'm much. Saying, like, I'm just saying, when we think about who we're rooting for, I picture like a very active owner, like an Arthur Blank on the Falcons with his mustache on the sidelines. Is, are you rooting for him or the guys on the team? Who like Whose back do you got? All right, let's get into this real quick. Parlay. It's time to parlay into your weekend. Rich Davis loves parlay. Yes, I do. You're making money. And he loves his new solar panels. Solar boy. DraftKings presents... My solar power parlay. All right. Can't lose. Yeah. You're making money. Money. I, you know, I still haven't seen a discount on my electric bill. One of these solar powers going to... This is kind of cool because you could make money so that everybody could buy their own solar panels. Yeah, see, look at that. Uh, three-team money line parlay. No point spread, so put that out your mind. Just three teams need to win. We hit our one last week, and it pays about plus 350. So you bet 100 bucks, you win 350. Nice. Um, you, you might not like picking road teams, but two of my three are road teams on the parlay. Now, Cleveland, the Browns are coming off a huge win against the Niners, right? They look great. That defense looks sick. I know the Niners are banged up, but you got to take that momentum and say, we are the AFC North, right? You need They need to establish themselves, and they're playing the Colts without Anthony Richardson. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. I just like... The Browns on a money line. So Browns just need to win in Indy. The Raiders. I just heard they're starting Hoyer. Doesn't matter if it's Aiden or Hoyer. They're playing the Bears without Justin Fields. 
if they can't win this, Danny, I don't know what to tell you because this is one of those wins you need if you want to be a wild card contender, right? Agreed. So Raiders are two and a half point favorites. Money line the Raiders. Money line the Browns. And the last one, Ramos, you'll like this. The Rams. I like the Rams. <laughs> I am not sold on Kenny Pickett at all. And they're in Los Angeles. They're out here. And Matthew Stafford, I think that team's really clicking. They're under. I think they're a little underrated. I think they're a playoff type of team. So Rams, Raiders. Browns, money line parlay. Let's win some money. Boom. DraftKings code CR show. Every NFL team is in a position where they should be a little nervous about what's coming up, or they're at a point where they are at week seven now. Confidence is starting to kick in. So we do a little something called Techmo Bowl high fives or nervous farts. Covino and Rich take a look at your football team. Is your squad kicking some butt or is their play causing a pain in your gut? Nervous farts and tech mobile high fives. I applaud the production guy for actually reading that. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the that's Fox Bob. Sports. Shouts out to the Yo, voice of Bob. Bob's probably like, I'm the Fox Sports guy. I have Bob. to read nervous farts. Thank you. Thank so you, here's how we're going to do it now, week seven. Let's start with three teams that have the nervous farts because these games mean a lot. Yeah, when we, when we say nervous farts, we mean teams that, you know, it's a little uneasy. Like, you're going into this weekend like, Yo, we need to win. Things are a little... Things are a little pressure-filled. You don't think people understand what that means? I don't know. Some people are weird. <laughs> really? This, uh, hey, this this is uh, some nervous energy because they got to win. All right. Let's start with Danny G's Raiders. I'm putting them as one of my three teams that have the nervous stomach because you're 3-3. Three and three. Listen, Vegas way underestimated you. We love the Raiders. Remember in the beginning of the season, Danny G was like over, under four or five wins Yo, in places? There were places saying the Raiders would get three wins all season. They're three and three, and I'm not saying they're in the driver's seat, but the Raiders are on that wild card cusp, and the weakest part of their schedule is upon us, right? They play the Bears. They play the Giants in a few weeks. They play the Jets. So right now, the Raiders... They're playing the Bears with no Justin Fields. There's got to be a feeling, even though Jimmy G's out, there's got to be a feeling that the Raiders need to find a way to just yeah. beat the Chicago Bears. If you can't if they don't the- get on a roll here in this part of the schedule, they're never going to be on a roll this That's season. That's why they're a little sweaty right now. That's why they have the nervous farts. Another team that has the nervous farts or should have the nervous farts. Stop saying farts! <laughs> Browns. The Browns. You know, coming off a big win. They have to win against the Colts. Division game, this will get them right on track where they need to be. So, again, just added pressure for the Browns this weekend. Well, I think they're probably a little nervous about it. When you, when you look at where the Browns are in the AFC North, that's a pretty – the top of that division is pretty crowded, right? you got the Ravens at 4-2, and two, the Steelers at 3-2, and two, the Browns at 3-2, and two, and in last place is arguably the team that you would say is the best of them all. The Bengals, who finally turned it on, as usual, their slow start, they're 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, so but that, after that nice win, Rich, there is a little more pressure on them to prove, like, well, now we got to capitalize on well, that. What I'm saying is you got to keep pace with a division that is not going to slow down because you got, like I said, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, and Cincinnati, all teams that you could argue will finish 500 or better. There's no, there's no garbage team in that division. So the Browns can't have a letdown because a lot of times you have a big win and what happens the next week? You're like a letdown loss and the Browns can't afford that. So I think the Browns got a little nervous energy, but they need a win. The Raiders need a win. And the last team, I'm calling them out, my 49ers. I know last week 
Drizzly conditions, Cleveland road game, trap game, missed field goal when they could have won the game. Drizzly. But they're playing in Minnesota. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, you know, another road game. The Vikings, there's Vikings fans, including our boss man, who's like, yeah, I don't even want them to win. There, there's Viking fans like, yeah, we just need to revamp. We don't even want to win right now. So the Niners on Monday night, they need to reestablish that they're the elite team. That what happened last week was it's just a, it's BS, a, was a fluke. It was a hiccup, you know? It was a hiccup. So, again, that adds more pressure on them, creating that nervous sort of vibe, the nervous stomach. And we talked about the the confusion probably Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and the team feels of, listen, we're playing a, we're playing a team that's really on paper not great this year, the Vikings. What do we do with CMC and Debo and Trent Williams? Do, do we start all our banged-up stars against a bottom-tier team? So there is a little pressure, I'm guessing, Within the Niners to be like, listen, let's just escape Minnesota with a win. Let's not bang. Back on let's track. not let's not get anyone banged up, and let's get back on track and yep. show that we are a top level team. Now that leads us to the three teams that are going to be given Tecmo Bowl high fives, a la Bo Jackson and Marcus Allen. You remember playing Tecmo Bowl? Remember Lawrence Taylor? If you got around the corner, if you got around the edge in Tecmo Bowl, Lawrence Taylor could block every field goal or extra point. Now. What does that mean necessarily, giving Tecmo Bowl high fives? You're in the driver's seat, man. You're in the driver's seat. This should be an easy win, a good win. Or even if you lose. Nothing to be really worried about here. It's not tragic. Let's start with Dan Byers' team, the Seattle Seahawks. They're playing at home versus the Cardinals. This is one of those, yeah, you should win the game. You go to four and two. You establish establish yourself as, well, the Seahawks are 4-2. and two. They look like a wild card team. Maybe they can fight the Niners if the Niners get cold, right, for the division. They play the Niners on Thanksgiving Day. Let's see where both of those teams are by them. But this is a game that Dan Byers, Seahawks, need to win. So I think... In the driver's yeah, seat. Yeah, they're, they're favored by more than a touchdown. I like, the, I like the Seahawks to beat up on the cards. Speaking of driver's seat, Tech Mobile high fives will be given by the Buffalo Bills against the Bills. The Bills versus Bill. The Buffalo Bills against Bill Belichick... I don't know. I think that's an easy win. Easy five and two. Keep on pace. Well, you and- don't want to. You don't want to fall further behind the Dolphins, who only have one loss. So this is a this is a game where the Buffalo Bills. You don't want to look past it. I'm not saying look yeah. past it, but I don't think they have anything to worry about here. Do you guys? I don't think no. so. Now, dare I say, there's no one wants to lose. But is it safe to say Dolphins, Eagles, both of those teams, like whoever loses, as long as the loser isn't. The recipient of bad injuries or, or like a or, blowout or win. Embarrassed, or, yeah. or embarrassed. Where like it's, if like, this is just a good battle, they both come out on top. Yeah, the, the losing team's still going to be 5-2 and two and in a very good position. But Agreed. the Eagles and the Dolphins do both have very tough schedules moving forward. But I think both of those teams, if you lose that game, there's no shame in that game. As we said earlier, we forget sometimes is that— Is the Dolphins' schedule as tough as the Eagles' schedule moving think, forward? I don't because think anyone's schedule is as tough as the Eagles'. Well, as then we that, said— Then I would say you know, there's a slight a slight more of a must-win for an Eagles in that situation. Now, because the Eagles also, they would love to host that— it, I mean, I'm looking way ahead, but the Eagles would love to host that NFC Championship game if it was against the Niners, Lions, Cowboys. The Eagles at home, I feel like that's major advantage, Philadelphia. But they play, get this, after the Dolphins, at the Commanders, they play the Cowboys, then they play in a row the Chiefs, Bills, and Niners. They have a hell yeah. schedule coming up. So maybe there is a little nervous energy in, in Philadelphia. But, but the point is... Regardless of who wins or loses, if they both play a decent game and nobody gets hurt, yeah, 
high fives for everybody. You're still yeah. in a good position. I think that's a, I mean, that's the game we're all going to be watching. That's all also right, cool. a great Sunday night game, you know, the best Sunday night game. Rich, I was surprised you put your Niners on that nervous list instead of the Chargers. They're yeah, you know, two and three, and they're at the Chiefs. I, I, you know, I'm glad you added it, Danny, because I, I, I have the Chargers in a teaser bet. I'm doing. I'll throw it out there now. I like the Chargers getting 11 and a half in a teaser. They're five and a half point underdogs. I think the Chargers could step it up. I mean, they've had some rough breaks, right? The the Chiefs have not been blowing anyone out. Would you be shocked if this is a game where the Chargers get it together and? I know the game's in Kansas City. That's the one rub. That's the thing, yeah. It's, it's but it feels head. like the Chiefs need this more at this point in the season. Yeah, but that's... You can't go to two and four and lose a division game. No, nah, char- this, this is a game the Chargers... Oh, they got to try to sneak this one in against the Chiefs. But there's a lot of great games this week. I'm pumped. Hopefully you guys are pumped as well. So there you have it. Some high fives and some nervous stomachs going around the National Football League. And again, you're going to enjoy all your games while... Shopping for last-minute Halloween costumes, trunk or treats. There's a lot of that uh, going on this week. You know, what my wife did. Does anyone else? Show of hands around the room. Does anyone's wife volunteer for too much stuff at the school? Is Suzanne guilty of this, Ramos, or is she like, nope? That's exactly it. She is a no. She's like, uh, what was that email again? And it just deletes itself. Nice. So. Oh, you, I like that. Because yo. you know what happens? That just means more responsibility for Ramos. <laughs> well, no, but I give I give Suzanne a tech mobile high five. All right. Because my wife, I'll give you an analogy. You know you're at the airport, and they get on the little, we're about to start boarding uh, flight 18 to JFK. We're pretty packed today, so if you have a carry on that you'd like to check now I'm always like F that you are not getting nope. my you're not getting my carry you're gonna have to pry my carry on out of my hands I took a carry on so I don't have right. to check it what do you think I'm a nerd after right. like one announcement my wife will be like should we check them I'm like what did you stop it shut up they need the space honey so my oh wife, you know what she's just too good my my yeah, wife too, is too kind hearted my, my wife is too kind where the school's like well we're we could use a few more people for trunk or treat by the way you might need to explain. I think everybody knows at this point, but sounds more like a trick or treat. Yeah, when I was talking about it early in the two thousands, nobody knew what the hell I was talking about. It, it, you, all the kids in school get into the school parking lot, and parents volunteer their car. And they decorate the car, and they decorate the car, but they go all out. They decorate the it car was, the way you would decorate your house, so kids could just go from car right. to car and go trunk or treating in the parking lot. And it sounds corny. It does because. It's I remember really weird too because we've always taught kids to not take candy from <laughs> cars. No, no, That's, but yeah. uh, here's what no, people vans. think: if, vans, people, yeah. if people aren't living the the dad life or whatever, the parent life, they think that this replaces trick or treating. This is uh, accompanying yeah, trick or like, treating. Like, but my I kids think, are still going trick or treating, right. so it's fun. I think the original idea was though as a safety thing to transition from going door to door to more of it's all in one place. Well, now place. it's a little of both, right? right? And I think it's fun. It's just more fun for the kids. It's great. But what happens is people then need to volunteer, and your wife volunteered her Dude. car, and it becomes a project Bro, for everybody. The last 72 hours, my wife has been in our driveway spray painting, building, constructing. She's making a Princess Peach castle. She bought, she bought like, Danny G, remember yesterday? I was like, can you print these out, Danny? Yeah. They were like there were stained glass pictures of Princess Peach that my wife had printed on like plastic to put. Oh my like goodness. it is like my wife doesn't go half ass on these things. So you're gonna no. miss the 49ers game because you're gonna be 
constructing a castle on your trunk. <laughs> so uh, if anyone else is living that mom or dad life where their husband or wife just volunteers for all this stuff, like, honey, I volunteered you for the fall festival. Oh, That's yeah, the yeah. life I'm living. Just so, so you know. uh, yeah, enjoy that. A lot of that going on this weekend. A lot of Halloween preparation, maybe some early parties, but some really, really great games, and we wish you the best now. And speaking of the weekend, I, I just want to remind everybody, yeah. though, we got the weekend hobnobbing coming up. Okay, okay, perfect. Can I give everyone two teaser bets that I feel really confident in? Let's get those out of the way as we talk about all this NFL action on Sunday. Sure. There's two teaser bets I love, and I'll explain why I love them, and I feel... I remember last week, I was so confident in my teaser bet. Remember I said, what could go wrong? Eagles and the Niners. The Jets win. <laughs> the Browns win. So talk me out of these or tell me that you love them, all right? First one, Chargers and the Chiefs. I like the Chargers. Take them from a five-and-a-half-point underdog to an 11-and-a-half-point underdog. So you got Chargers plus 11-and-a-half, and the Niners are a seven-point favorite. Take them from a seven-point favorite to a one-point favorite. So you just need the Niners to beat the Vikings on Monday night by one. So essentially the Niners just need to win. And the Chargers got to keep it within double digits, essentially, with the Chiefs. Do we like this? Within 11 and a half, right? Seems right. Seems right. But again, so did last week. Where does it go wrong? Mahomes just goes off and they kill the Chargers? Yeah. Hmm. Seems like it. It seems good, though. I like it. 11 and a half for the Chargers. And Niners got to win. Niners just need to win. So um, Chiefs need to not dominate, which I, I feel like they haven't that's, dominated. That's the only risk here. Yeah, the only risk really, is the Chiefs dominating. The Chief, have the Chiefs had a blowout win recently? They haven't. They're just sort of beaten teams. So I like the Chargers plus 11.5 with the Niners minus one. That's teaser bet number one. And the other one I laid money on, let me know if you like this. The Bills, eight-point favorites over the Pats. Take that from eight to minus two. So you really just need the Bills to win by a field goal against the Patriots. Okay. If you don't think Josh Allen and the, and Which the Bills. We already, we already established. We established they're going like, to be giving uh, high fives. Yeah. They should be whooping the Pats' booties, right? Okay. So you're talking about the Bills just winning by two. And the Lions are playing the Ravens. I'm not saying it's Remember in Baltimore. they're banged up, though. Yeah, I know they're playing in Baltimore. And I'm not saying the Lions win, but the Lions are. Three-point underdogs. I like the Lions plus nine. So the Lions plus nine and the Bills minus two. Meaning the Lions, they can lose. They just they can't lose by ten. Did have the Ravens blown anyone out, really? Montgomery's out as far as I, I know. know, right? He's definitely out, right? But the do you feel like the I don't think the I don't think the Ravens are gonna throw like a 30 spot on the Lions. The Ravens blew out the Browns. Besides that, every game the Ravens had played this well, year. Remember their biggest criticism all year is they haven't been able to close out strong. Well, look so. at the, the, the Ravens over the last couple weeks, they just beat the Titans by by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. They beat, they lost to the Steelers. They did blow out the Browns. Yep. And then back in week one. They beat the Texans pretty bad. 25-9. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, but the Lions are tough. All right, so just keep those in mind. These are the two teasers I like. If you want to play along with me. Hey, and I believe that Craig Reynolds dude is uh, is going to be stepping up this weekend for the Lions. So. Hey, gamble at your own risk. But if you want to use our code, see our show at DraftKings Sportsbook. You get some good deals going on there. Chargers, Niners, teaser bet. Bills, Lions, teaser bet. Lock them in. Cavino and Rich. Now coming up, we will do that weekend hobnob. And what to watch this weekend, what to do this weekend.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shotgun, empty backfield for Trevor. Three right, two left, he drops. Checks it down underneath. That's a crossing route to Christian Kirk. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. Christian Kirk for the goal line. Touchdown, Jacksonville. A crossing route to Christian Kirk. And the Jags have retaken the lead. There you go. Jags Radio Network. A way more enthusiastic call than Al Michaels, who was criticized for his lackluster call. Yeah, and for some reason, he thought Kirk stepped out at the one. Yeah, he's like, stepped out at the one. And I'm like, stepped out at the one? I, the replay wasn't even close. I'm glad you picked up on that, too. I was like, what is Al Michaels looking at? Still the best. I still love Al Michaels. Anyway, Jags Radio Network. That is your progressive play of the day. Maybe it was like a fine Heine. That distracted him. Maybe that distracts me. I mean, it happens. Well, it's time for some weekend hobnob. Living for the weekend. You're winning bets for talking points if you get stuck socializing. You ever done anything dangerous? You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? That is dangerous. Friday brings us weekend hobnob. All right, we let you know what to watch in the world of sports, entertainment, 
streaming. If you might be missing something, that's why we're here. We're here to help out. Yeah. So you know what's going on come Monday morning. Do you mind if I start out? Got a I couple. Mean, I got a couple things I think you're going to like. Sure. Let's I go. mean, you and I have both talked about Old Dads starring Bill Burr, Bobby Cannavale, and the cast seems pretty awesome. It's about 40-year-old dads that are trying to relate to the 20-something-year-old dads yeah. at the school, yeah. and I feel like I live that every day of my life. So I think it looks funny. It's It looks offensive and awesome, so Old Dads is on Netflix out today. There's a show that it, I didn't click on it because I thought it looked weird. Then the, well, I saw a trailer, and I'm like, oh, that looks awesome. You probably saw it, too. What? Fall of the House of Usher? Yeah. It's not about Usher. I, I was like, oh, about my favorite uh, R&B guy? No. No. Here's the storyline from Watch what this. I from what I gather, Spot. It's a bunch of rich people, and someone in the family or the inner circle went to the feds. Oh. And they were like, all right, all of you people, if you could figure out which one of you backstabbed the family, you get $50 million. So it's almost like a mystery of like, ooh, who told the feds? And it's like a creepy type of series. Eight episodes on Netflix. And you're choosing this over special forces? You t- I know. You tell me I should be watching right. this. And by the way, as far as games... It's all about Sunday night. Dolphins, Eagles. As an NFC Niners fan, I really want my old pal Mike McDaniel to whoop some Eagle booty. So go Dolphins on Sunday night. That's the game of the week, if you ask me. All right. Well, a reminder. Fight fans. Fighting. Fighting. UFC 294 is this weekend. But here's the thing. As I already told you, it's in Abu Dhabi. No. Do I have to wake up at like 4 a.m. to watch this? You have to wake up early. It's an early day fight. <laughs> More like so, Abu Dhabi don't. <laughs> no, no, no. But you know how you look forward to like, hey, Saturday night. It's going to be on by the time you get up. So yeah. a nice afternoon fight. Volkanovski's fighting. Usman and the co-main event. Well, hold on. But you again, know, remember, you, you know it's you, not on at night. You know how you tell me yes. that you can't watch a horror movie during the day and you can't have sexy time with your girlfriend during the day? I can't watch a fight at 2 in the afternoon, so I'm out. All right, well. I can't do it. Just letting you know, reminding you. Abu Dhabi, don't then. <laughs> and again, and stay away from Walmart. New Shark Tank tonight. Dude, I love Shark Tank. Anytime there's a new episode, I'm pumped. You told me that other show, the, the Shark Tank spinoff is not great, though. Snake Oil. Snake Oil with our pal David Spade. Oh, I got to say, yeah. I wasn't feeling the first episode. Nothing against our good guy Spade. Shark Tank are they up to now? Uh, this is the 151st season, but I'm excited <laughs> about the new Shark Tank tonight. Um, the game I'm most excited about. Lions versus the Ravens. I think it's going to be a good one. I look at it like Goff versus Jackson. Again, Lions 5-1. and one. They're down to running back. They're a tough team. How do they compete against the Ravens? I think it'll be telling. I think it's a big telling game. It's a telling game. It's a fun game. And, hey, I don't know if I'm in the History Channel this weekend, but watch out for Season 3, Episode 2 of Toys That Built America. Nice. Which toys are going to be this? It's uh, board games. Oh, okay. I spoke cool. on one of them, but I don't know if they're featuring it. I have no All idea. Right. We'll be watching that. I'll give you a college game tomorrow. Washington and Oregon last weekend was the best game all Saturday. Washington has moved up to number five in the country. They're hosting Arizona State. Heisman watch. Washington's QB, Michael Penix Jr. Pay attention to him. It looks like he could grab the Heisman this season. Okay, cool. All right, and then Netflix. Flashing back to an artist you guys might have interviewed like I did back in the day, Daddy Yankee. Oh, yeah. He's produced a new show for Netflix called Neon, and it is a new comedy drama series about an aspiring reggaeton artist in Miami trying to make it in the music biz. That's on Netflix. Nice. Tommy, that gasolina. (laughs) Uh, Oh, you're looking at me. Uh, I think I'm finally, you know, I'm pals with... uh, 
David Beckham because we you hung bu- at the LAFC you, you game. You bumped into him and took we a picture. Know, we, we hung out at the LAFC game. Golden I, urinals. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think I'm finally going to check out Beckham on Netflix. I hear these guys keep telling me. You that won't be I'm disappointed. Gonna, I am going to fall in love with David Beckham. When it comes to when power I watch couples, this show. Too, you know, we always talk about celebrity couples. His relationship with Posh Spice is so endearing in this docuseries. You really gain a, a great respect for them as a couple, but David Beckham as a man especially. Not, not to give anything away, because we know they end up together, but they, in episode one, in episode one, Ramos, like David Beckham sees Posh Spice on TV, and he's like, I'm going to marry her. And and Beckham's buddy's like, David Beckham's the only guy that could do that. Like, it's oh, her? It's a I want really her. great series, though. It really is. It's great. All right, anything else from you guys, Ramos? You, what, you, what are you watching, the Rams? Uh, Ohio, well, I am watching the Rams. Yeah, Ohio State, Penn State's a good game Ooh, on Saturday one, yeah. uh, in the Big Ten. And uh, I don't know if you guys even low-key. Low-key's first season oh, was kind yeah. of light. The second season is dark, and I like it dark. And if you're uh, heading to the theater, that new movie with it's DiCaprio, De Niro, I believe it's a Scorsese oh, yeah. film, yes. Killers of the Flower Moon. Looks so good. It looks legit. Well, it looks like a really good movie, so check that out and avoid the Taylor Swift in the theater next door. I Low know. on Disney Plus, by the way. Enjoy that. And uh, hey, you want to watch something online? Check our bonus podcast, Over Promise. It's available now on the Fox Sports Radio page. All right, we'll see you guys on Monday. Until then, enjoy your football. Arrivederci, baby. See you in the promised land. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.